0: We stand today.
1: This is method the business with method. A shout out. the business method, the business method podcast, the business method podcast featuring Chris Reynolds, entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics for location independence. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring successful entrepreneurs and high-profile people dissecting their business models. We dissect the different methods, tools, and tactics of high-performance online entrepreneurs and high-caliber people in a series format. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs in 100 days that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built location-independent businesses that produce over a million dollars in annual revenue. And now we're interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business and influence income results, economies, and cultures. There's a growing number of people building these caliber of businesses like this, and we're going to figure out what it takes to make this happen now let's jump in today's show the business method Hey podcast listeners, today we're hopping on the mic with Hollis Carter. Hollis is an internet marketer from back in the day when it was a wild, wild west show, and he's had quite a bit of success over the years, and he's actually one of the first people to create a video sales letter. Throughout his years as an entrepreneur, he kept going to these conferences that were all about pitching and selling. After many different conferences, his now partner Michael Lovitch and him got to talking about creating a community of high-level entrepreneurs and high-caliber people that forbid pitching and selling at their events. Thus, they created a community of entrepreneurs called Baby Bathwater Institute. Each year they have an event on an island in Croatia called Baby Bathwater Island. Last year I attended for the first time and I was blown away by the content. A friend of mine said it was like Mario Brothers the video game and warping from level 2 to level 12 in a matter of a few short days. I couldn't agree more and as soon as I left the event last year I knew I wanted to come back again this year. That event is coming up soon at the end of June on an island in Croatia. On the show today, Hollis and I chat about the experience of being on the island and what it's like running a community of high-profile entrepreneurs, influencers, and thought leaders. The one thing that I really like about their events is that there are no paid professional speakers. If someone is sharing their content, it is because they have proven methods and they are there to share the raw details and be part of the community. You guys, I highly recommend checking it out. If you haven't been to one of their events, Yet. And without further ado, let's hop on the mic with Hollis and chat about Baby Bathwater Island. Entrepreneur's Systems, Methods, Tools, and Tactics. Listeners, welcome back to the podcast. We are live on the mic with Hollis Carter. Hollis, how are you today, my friend?
0: I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Uh,
1: Thanks for coming back on the show. And I'm excited because um, we have been talking about your events that's coming up here in a few days. We had you on the podcast last year and talked about the Baby Bathwater Institute and the Baby Bathwater Island and talked actually about your background as well as an internet internet marketer back in the wild, wild west days and uh, the success that you've created. But you've c- curated this network of high caliber entrepreneurs and influencers and thought leaders and i went to your event last year baby bathwater island in croatia and brought a handful of friends and it was i was blown away i was just so stoked and i was on fire after i left the island and as soon as i <laughs> as soon as i left i was ready to come back and i told you guys like i'm 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 down for the next year whatever i got to do you know let's make it happen so so how has the past year been getting ready for baby bathwater island number 2
0: uh it's been great i mean it's uh pretty interesting with the whole island thing is um, you know we've done most of our events here in the states and places that we're pretty familiar with and uh, it's other people speaking English and it's easy (laughs) um, where Croatia has a lot more work that's at the beginning which is interesting logistically like right now we have half of our swag is stuck in customs and they want to know the manufacturer's code from our mugs that people are getting their swag bag that is impossible to achieve and it's like uh, the team is definitely (laughs) being pushed a bit Um, but you know uh, on our end, we just love it because it's a lot of our work ahead of time, but once we get there, it is just so much more valuable than any of the other venues we're able to use because everyone's there. There's no getting in cars. There's no hotels. There's no like people leaving early. It's just so immersive. <clears throat> I feel like the amount of value people get for literally minutes put in is different than any other event. Um,
1: yeah, absolutely. It, it, always creating events in abroad is is another game in itself because we've done events and you know from South America, Southeast Asia, all over Europe, and and it's a lot. <laughs> you know when you deal with another culture and another language, like it's a whole new game. So let's just tell the listeners like um, Baby Bathwater Institute, just a, a, a network of curated high caliber individuals and entrepreneurs that are doing really really amazing things. Where did where did the idea start from, Hollis?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean. It was sort of an accident, to be honest. Um, My business partner, Michael, and I were really good buddies for about a decade. We had separate companies. We went to lots of conferences together because we both didn't really do the whole reading books and doing courses thing. We more did that for fun, but we learned from sitting in lobbies at conferences and meeting people and hearing their stories. Um, But we were always kind of the black sheep. Like we didn't go into the room half the time. We'd sit in the lobby and buy drinks for people and hear their story and chat with them outside of the the main conference room. Um, And We both hit a point where our businesses had either we we didn't need to work on them or we had sold them or whatever and uh, hit this really interesting point where we were just hanging out a lot. We wanted to get a credit card together so that we could uh, stop splitting dinners and drinks. And so we started a company Um, and then we both put in about 10 grand and threw a party. Uh, It's almost six years ago now. Uh, And we invited uh, about 30 people each had about 50 people show up. Uh, we rented out this really cool bar, restaurant, music venue up in the mountains. Everyone flew in. We picked them up on a school bus that we converted into a bar. There was no pitch. There was no name. There was no you know, business plan or thought put into it other than like we really enjoyed when we went to conferences and had all the right people, Like even just in a hotel lobby together. The energy was just awesome for us. So we decided to do one of our own. And then everyone after that was like, can you keep doing this? um you know we originally made the name baby bathwater because it was a, a reference that we used all the time uh, we'd go to a show and be like hey how was it and be like uh, oh, you know there was some baby but it was mostly bathwater things like yeah. that yeah. and uh and then we had a, a consulting gig we both signed up you know together to do and we it was someone we knew we wanted to write a big check to a funding name so we made the llc <laughs> that so that we could start a bank account and have a business to operate together you know, it sort of grew on its own completely organically without uh, a whole lot of, you know, trying to make a business out of it, which I think is why it kind of has a different feel than a lot of different groups is it's, it's, it's an organic growth versus it's, you know, strategic planned out growth.
1: Yeah. And it feels like, at least from my experience, like you're just hanging out with old pals, you know, and I know, and I've been to the Croatia event, but not the ones in the U.S. yet. But you guys just sit around a fire at the, it, it the winter camps and drink some beer in Croatia, we'd sit around um, you know the, the bay and look at the beautiful ocean and just drink some beers and hang out and listen to some cool music in the background and uh, it totally reminds me of like you know growing up in Missouri and having a campfire and hanging out with old friends, you know
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know it's actually something we're pretty intentional of now, but I always knew because I helped produce a lot of. Uh, conferences and stuff when I was younger um, of like where the budget goes. If you go to a hotel, they charge you a ridiculous amount just to have coffee and use their services and do stuff. And it always feels dry and predictable where I was like, you know, I'd rather put the, you know, the budget towards renting out a venue where we're going to be the only ones there. And we don't need to be in Vegas in this fancy hotel. We can yeah. stay in these nice clamping tents. I'd rather have the budget go to being in a beautiful pace place and have no one else around. Um, and that's always been a key deciding factor to the culture of the events and how we do it is it's actually you know very expensive and and not the greatest profitable business model to run Um, but but we love it and we're always going to put it in the right place Um, we don't really like the flashy stuff I'd rather have it be sort of a return to humanity of why you're here like you know you see all the entrepreneurial hero stuff and everyone's making videos and making their life look so cool on social media and you know, claiming big revenue numbers and doing all that stuff. But at the end of the day, we're all humans and we all have ups and highs and lows, peaks and valleys. It's all the same. And I think your environment can help to curate those conversations just as much as anything else um, when you're kind of reminded of just being normal human <laughs> and, uh, and not being taken to some, you know, crazy off there place that only these special business people can be at.
1: Yeah, and I think people open up on a different level when they get that vibe too, you know, because you can go to these conferences and still people have a bit of a shell around them because they don't want to open, you know, they don't know if they can trust everybody or, or who they can trust. Yeah, like, we
0: call it uh, coming out of costume. Like, yeah, well, on my yeah. interview calls, I'm always like, yeah, but please leave your costume at home. This is, you know, we have talked to every single person who's coming and, you know, everybody's got a story and, and no one's crushing it while they're crushing it at the same time uh yeah. know yeah, so it's uh can have that honest conversation
1: yeah and it's it, even the people that are crushing it have can have an immense amount of challenges that they don't feel like they're yeah, general,
0: yeah it generally gets worse as you get bigger yeah. um yeah. <laughs> yeah. cash flow never ceases to be a problem know how big you are and like you know your sales are crushing it but now your supply chain's all messed up like right and that and that's the conversation we really want which is you know the name that was unintentional now has a lot of intentional meaning. There's always baby and there's always bathwater. It's never just perfect. And I think if we can acknowledge that in our conversations together, we can actually be more valuable to each other than, you know, just talking about your secret system that's crushing it. Um, and, and people are human and they, they know how to smell a human conversation and they can relate to that versus uh, the more
1: contrived types. Absolutely. So, so take us to the Island. Um, last year we were there and outside of split Croatia on this private Island and had this amazing swimming pool. We had a Japanese chef that fixed three meals a day. We had food nearly 24 seven, uh, whether was pizza and hamburgers all around the Island, healthy food as well. We had drinks, you know, we stayed in these really cool bungalows, but on top of that, you know, we were we were going to workshops with guys like Jamie Wheel, Ron Lynch, Jesse Elder, top people that are top at Google AdSense people, top Instagram people, top YouTube AdSpin people, also. And and so what what what's going to be actually? Let me know the difference between last year and this year.
0: Yeah, well, uh, we were kind of talking about this before the the interview started a bit. Is like. I'm always more excited about the the second round as far as producing an amazing event where the first round has its own special magic because it's kind of being put together on the fly and we're finding out problems we didn't know that existed. Um, So there was a special magic to being at the first thing when, you know, we're kind of chaotic and fixing fires and learning how to to work with these Croatian teams and doing all this stuff. Um, So we'll have all the beauty I think that we had last year with a little more of a, Uh, A foundation logistically and operationally so we could add some more magic on top so uh, food and beverage programs still have a haru coming back to oversee that Um, it's a
1: japanese chef yeah
0: yeah yeah haru cooks at pretty much all of our events and you know oversees everything making sure you know we've got some pretty intense health nuts in the group who have needs that need to be met and famous chefs and stuff like that that you know we want to impress too um so he does a great job and is a good buddy um and it's funny you mentioned the pizza and burgers because normally it's not something we really have it's you know such a health conscious crew but i remember me and my team sitting up you know three or four in the morning in the pavilion just laughing at the people who had filled out their health needs and when they're up at three in the morning going because we'd turn on the the burgers and uh pizzas and stuff from like i think it was like midnight to 6 a.m or something and he just watched all the people who said that they had all these health restrictions just throwing the baby out and going for it and i loved just seeing the humanity of it um that was great um this year i i uh just because it's a personal passion of mine got way deeper into the the music side of things and i don't want to spoil any surprises since you'll be there but uh you'll see uh, some pretty big changes on the, the musical front. Um, you know, one thing I really realized is we have so much learning and so much hyperactive conversation among people mm-hmm. that there hits a point in the, the night, at a five-day event, that the best thing you can do is just boogie and turn your brain off and enjoy some time with each other. And so um, I decided to step up the music budget and logistics and stuff there quite a bit. Uh, I think we pretty much wore our band last time to their absolute breaking point. They played like eight hours a night for five nights because no one wanted to stop. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, yeah. I remember yeah.
0: that. <laughs> so we have them coming back to hold it together, but probably six more acts as well to wow. space it out, add more, some more juju on that. Um, we've also, you know, our main part of the business is actually running the membership where we have an online group that's super active and a lot of events in between. And there's one guy named Dave Sinek you probably met last year who uh, just started stepping up at the event, the member events, like moderating panels and just being really active. So we've actually brought him on. He's a member, but he's also on the team now uh, helping with content. And so we have dove much deeper into the workshops and the panels and the talks to customize them to fit the audience, um, which has been a really fun thing to do. I, you know, we literally had a, a know, probably a four-hour meeting last week. It was one of three of that length, diving into every talk and the details of it, who's moderating, and just putting more attention to it. Um, so I think the content will – they'll find things that people are really going to be Find very relevant, uh, and a lot of that is because you know, my client interviewed every single person who's coming. We actually have a really good grip on what they're looking for, and some of the stuff is things that they might not have asked for, but we kind of picked up on as patterns. And uh, I think we're going to allow some people with some really relevant content stuff as well. Uh, yeah, so a lot of little dials are being tweaked.
1: That's, that's one thing I'm excited for. And I love the way that you guys do it. You know, you kind of see who's coming and who can produce or or share some of the most relevant and best content that they've created over the recent, you know, one, two, three years or so. And I like that too, because it kind of puts some, everybody on the same level and, you know, um, you're not, like, hiring professional speakers to come in. It's like these are, these are the real members, right?
0: Yeah. You know, that actually was, to me, a big part of the bathwater. of a lot of the bigger events I went to in the start of my career was mm-hmm. the, the professional speakers. It's like I could somehow, like, feel through the professionalness, and I wanted, like, the gritty real talk, and I wanted it to be more interactive, and it's like I can watch this on YouTube, and I know you're dialed in because you got a book to sell, um, or whatever. And I, I really enjoyed when it's like the raw person who maybe you've never heard their name, but they're the one behind the scenes of a, a pretty real deal business. Um, and enjoy saying seeing people who don't like being put on, on panels, being forced to put up there because generally they are so much more knowledgeable than they give themselves credit. Yeah. And we've kind of been working with them ahead of time to, to make sure they're ready for it.
1: Yeah, two, two people, two examples of that that really stood out for me last year, Hollis, were um, Jesse Elder. And I'd never heard of Jesse before, and I know he's, I think he's member number one of the organization, right? Yeah, he is. I literally just got the phone right before this. And, and I was shocked when I sat down at his workshop, which was like 30, 40 people or so. Uh, before I even started speaking, I was like oh, I'm gonna like this guy and and then he did his presentation and it was I was blown away and I love his business model and the things that he does. Um, and then also you talked about the, the rough conversations. Um, I did a workshop with Vishy, Vishen Lakiani from um, the founder of Mind Valley. And he just tore tore straight to the heart of their hiring process and how he creates high a high caliber organization like Mind Valley, and I was blown away. I was taking notes, you know, and I, over the past year I've implemented so much of what both him and what Jesse have said and what they do with their businesses. But it was, it wasn't like, it was like I was talking to somebody I knew at a dinner conversation. It wasn't like him, you know, sign up for my next event or anything like this, you know, and it was like, this is just how we built our business and this is what we do. So any, any, any spoilers for who we may be able to hear this year on the island? Um,
0: you know, I think if I was, gonna be most excited about some of the talks it would be the ones whose names wouldn't even register yes they wouldn't register as anything it's like some of the interview we find out just has this phenomenal skill there's one that i am really curious to see so like last year jackalock we put him on the smallest stage we didn't know how many people are going to be interested in you know uh, learning about psychedelics and stuff like that and then uh i don't know if you went to that movie so it was like <laughs> well over attended um, and so, you know, actually it's when I just talked to Jesse and Jack were together uh, at the airport. We just FaceTimed um, talking about some of the content stuff. So we'll have that again. Um, there is one talk that's literally just, it has nothing really to really do with business, but more of like downloading your brain into apps so that it can be applicable to businesses Um that was someone who's not a professional speaker. They just applied to the event, and they explained how they use Evernote to like use their thoughts and relay them to the teams. And Michael's been working on this talk for a lot. And I'm super curious, because uh, it seems so simple. But um, we weird feeling it's going to be like the Jack Talk, where it's one of the ones that's really oversubscribed, where people can kind of dig in and see how valuable it is to organize your thoughts and yeah. be able to put them into digital form. Um, so I think those would be fun. And obviously obviously, some really cool human flow stuff. Um, but really the nitty-gritty thing that we've focused on by bringing Dave on to help more is like very tactical, down-to-earth advice uh, from in the trenches uh, on both the scaling side of running a business and the marketing side. So we kind of broke it into things that acquire more customers and things that make sure you treat those customers better in your team and, and grow properly um, and having... The attention put ahead of time. Where to be honest, last year we we knew this person was smart, we knew that person was smart, Let's throw them on the stage and see how it goes. Right. Uh, a lot more attention to detail this year.
1: <clears throat> you know, I I'm, I'm taking myself back to to the island last year, and it felt really for me like summer camp because I went to camp a lot growing up, and I felt like I was at a summer camp of you know people in their twenties, thirties, forties, fifties that were doing things that. Um, I aspired to do, I wanted to do more of more people I wanted to surround myself with and people that I was, I was on, on the Island and, um, just sitting down with Dan Reutman and he was just chatting and we were just having normal conversation and he's like, what do you do, Chris? And And I told him what I did. And then, and then he told me what he did, and I was, I was like blown away. He was like, "Oh, I sold this company for a hundred million dollars." And like, "Oh, god!" <laughs> like, oh, <Right>. god. <laughs> he probably did it
0: in such a, a calm, monotone voice that's yeah. like seems so. Oh, yeah. Well, this happened. That happened. Yeah. No, it's funny. He's he's coming back. He's going to be on a couple panels. I remember uh, slotting him. Yeah. Um, but if you could see the difference in like the emotional intensity of some of the people there, right? Which is what I love about this human nature, like. Uh, some of the biggest, I don't know if biggest is the right word, but most impressive things I've heard have come in such a matter of a fact uh, thing and not in this big boisterous look at this awesome launch or thing I did. Um, just, you know, this is how it worked. This is how it happened and it wasn't easy. You know, <laughs> I love it.
1: As you know, now that we're, we're interviewing a hundred major influencers on the podcast And I've talked to just brilliant minds, a handful of baby bathwater people also. And, um, you know, the thing about influencers is one, you know, it gets a bad name, kind of like the car salesman, the used car salesman, uh, because there's a lot of people that abuse that. For me, I just, I, I love the idea of influence. I think it's important, but I think it's important that we're working with people that handle that in a responsible way. So I'm curious, like, you know, you've been around the internet scene for a long time and have... Uh, built up a, a significant amount of influence yourself, you and your partner Mike, Michael, and um, just by the success that you've created, and thus you've able, you're able to gather these amazing people and create a, a business event, conference, institute event like this. Um, what have you learned over the past six years, Hollis, working with? All these, you know, I guess you could call them major influencers or even medium influencers or just successful people that have influence because of what they've done. Any key lessons you've taken away from curating a group of people like that?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's the business side, the personal side, I think of, of both of these, just like there's always the baby in the bathwater, everything's always dualistic in nature. Right. Um, you know, on the business side, influence is an important and powerful thing. Um, and often it's perceived nature is not what it's reality is um, you know you'll meet that she wasn't there last year but she'll be here this year uh, Katie the wellness mama massively influential in the health space we do lots of stuff with her they've been members since the beginning um, phenomenal but you know I was walking around paleo effects we had maybe 20 or 30 people from our membership who had booths there and were big deals there and it, Reminded me of when I first started internet marketing I started to be like a guy. I have, I was doing lots of videos on stages. I was like, whew, I, I, learned, I'm glad I learned my lesson early and didn't go down that route. Um, cause it is valuable and it's something that can help your business immensely, but it's also extremely taxing. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who think they know you, um, have a perception of you and just managing your time. And so uh, I brought her up because she does a really good job of managing it. She has these events she'll go to and she'll be on stage and it's controlled, but we get to spend a lot of quality time with her and her husband, Seth. And she insulates herself with her team and her stuff so that she can still do the task that made her relevant, which was writing and researching and talking about the stuff that uh, matters to her where i've seen it go wrong in a lot of places and I, I worry about some of my friends you know whether it's in the music industry or business industry or whatever when you get too big you kind of like your priorities shift to keeping up with managing the influence versus right. doing the thing that gave you influence um and uh you know i think that's just like anything it's, it's a delicate balance that needs to be managed and thought out and needs to be done for the right reasons if you know someone is a aspiring to have influence really taking a look and realizing that influence is not necessarily a great thing. It is just a thing. Um, yeah. And it comes with a lot of bathwater. Um, and then you, <laughs> you have, you have to be someone from here on out. Uh, it's actually read with Jesse all the time. Like, Hey, you know, how is it always being on like this? You know, he's, he's learned how to manage it because of who he is. It's not for everyone. I know it wasn't for me or Michael. And so that's why we kind of built, uh, our show—we're not the faces of it. It's Bibaethor uh, has many faces, right? And I think that's helpful. We can always divert, you know, attention elsewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, it's uh, influence is such an interesting thing, you know, especially if you look at the political arena right now and how power and influence is used. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very fragile thing that can burn out very quickly. Mm-hmm. So going back to the the biggest lesson that I always come back to is like know why you're creating influence and if you're putting attention to having influence and like make sure you never get away from the root cause uh, of why it's there and what you're doing because the amount of distractions and tangents that can come along the way, Um, you know, sometimes you can forget, you know, why you started something uh, or why people even cared about you in the first place. And uh, it's super important not to forget about that to respect it and to keep it highly valued um, so that your influence can stay and, and actually be valuable and not taken into how some other person wants it to be or you kind of lose control of your own you know life.
1: yeah that makes that makes so much sense i i think about like <clears throat> the people that do have this this major influence and it comes back to why it's sustainable for them over the long term is you know you the, the root cause but i think it's also the root values that they hold as a person and whom they're surrounding themselves with too and looking for advice when those times come when their their foundation could get a little shaky And if people hold true to those values, then then and to like you mentioned, the root cause of what created that, then you can ride the high, high times of influence and the low times of influence because there's going to be the both like you're not just going to have the high times of influence until until, you know, if, if it's long term forever and it can be absolutely brutal on the backside of that too you know um because it just tears people's emotions and lives down if they get the dark side of the influence for even if it's by accident even if they're a really good person and um and it can just destroy their career and and image and reputation for a long time
0: yeah and you know i think in that point in the same vein is as that grows some people forget that you know generally they're turning into a business of some kind and bullets gets pointed and weaponized in certain ways and yeah. generally it's something that turns into a business of some kind or it's moving something is you have to treat it as such and as it scales communication with the outside world inbound outbound like it, it just increases immensely and can be a big wear. is like making sure to scale people you trust around you who are not uh you know too swayed by that influence who know who you really are whether it's the internet version or not um Mm -hmm. to help you manage that uh you know if that can if you can sustain that you just have to watch that balance and keep it in check as you go along and it's good to have those folks who can advise and and help you with it um Another really interesting point with influence that you know me and Michael joke about constantly is influence does not mean successful. Um, right, right. Some of the most uh, well these any days some of the most influential people in our group are also without a doubt the most chaotic, <laughs> unorganized. Cash right. flow is always an issue like it's just it's just not put together right yeah. which I think goes back to the point I was just making is the ones that've seen do it right they scale themselves. A team around themselves as that influence grows so that they can continue their value sets. Like I realized this weekend, I, you know, every Sunday I take off of communication basically
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: just sort of reflect and do my thing and do some self care and whatnot. And I was like, man, I, I used to answer all my emails and get back to them, but it's gotten so overwhelming that I literally go down and go, I'm just not meeting my priorities right now. I'm not doing this. And you know, you just met Berg who's kind of come in and been my right hand helping me do all that. And it's important to go back and we have to figure out where those values are and make sure we can maintain the amount of communication we want. Or that could feel like such a heavy weight that your vision can get cloudy of where you wanna go if you can't even keep up with the inbound and, and all the communication stuff that's happening. So um, the trusted support I think is, is a big one where it's like, hey, when someone wants this influential person to do something, here's the handoff who knows the values and the boundaries and can handle it. Um, if it's you know collaborations like you just need to treat it treat it like a business with systems um, but also be a human and know some things are not going to fit those buckets all the time yeah you know working with the some of the music folks for the island and and some other events and stuff i've done with musicians there's a really old school way of doing it in the music industry because obviously these people are famous and they're musicians and they have their touring agent, their booking agent, their managing agent, their manager, and all that. And they almost have like a, a protective nature to it. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a balance of also like someone who can explore inbound opportunities of people of influence and present them in a way that that person can get feedback versus just trying to defend them from inbound all the time. So having your team. That surround you have a priority of where your priorities are and understand how to defend you from things that are distractions, but also help package things up that can maybe be cool and relevant, uh, even if they might not be on your priority
1: list. I love it. Okay, man, I'm going to wrap this up with uh, a short little bit about the island that I like to tell people. For me, uh, it's very much like being on Richard Branson's island without Mr. Branson just in Croatia and and hanging out with some of the top entrepreneurs, thought leaders, influencers, and amazing people at a summer camp type of setting setting that is very uh, luxurious at the same time and they pick us you guys pick us up in these sailboats uh, from the mainland we go to the island you have music all you know not all night long but late into the hours it's a lot of fun um, you have a sailboats, you have jet skis plus um, content from some of the most amazing entrepreneurs in the world I really think I, I think it's exceptional what you guys have done in this this um, community that you've brought together. Kudos. You know, and thank you so much just um, because uh, I, I, I love just being around these environments, and it's just really thrilling. So um, if the listeners want to reach out and learn more about what's going on, Hollis, and, and any more last bits about the island round two, where could they find that at?
0: uh yeah so thank you so much and uh yeah uh excited to produce round two and have you there for that as well uh some of the beautiful people we've met through you and uh another 175 other random people who i think all <laughs> enjoy becoming lifelong friends and on the shared journey um yeah just babybathwater.com kind of has uh, the information about what we're up to and who the community's for. Um, Baybathwaterisland.com has the stuff in this event, which, depending on when this comes out, you know, it's coming up pretty quick. Um, and uh, yeah, it's going to be just a, a great time. And always, you know, never feel intimidated to apply if you think, you know, there's some people on there who are at these crazy scales or you think you're too big or too small. Um, the biggest thing I think we're really focused on is diversity of personalities and skill sets that also are kind of all brought together with a similar value set. Um, So we don't measure it off revenue or anything like that. It's really on uh, values and making sure that we can keep this community growing. So we appreciate uh, the support of people like you.
1: Yeah, and I like I tell people the best thing you can do is just have a chat with Hollis, um, because you know people do get a little anxiety around that, like oh, these guys are so top level, um, and uh, I'm worried about you know do, will I fit in this sort of thing, and people have social anxiety and that's normal. But once you have a chat with Hollis, everything's cool. Like I think what were you listening to, Bob Marley when you when you called me? Yeah, just to- oh
0: no, I was listening to my new band, which is called Karugabin.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, it, reggae, right?
0: Yeah, it was a reggae ish, which yeah. was some cool reggae vibes on the island for sure. Yeah,
1: so Hollis Hollis called called for the just before the podcast. He's got reggae bouncing in the background and, and he, I'm I'm sure you do calls like that all the time.
0: <laughs> uh, it was good. So
1: um, it's good. Way to yeah,
0: live. yeah. And to that point I've just get on the call like, you know, I've actually with the the guy who kinda of helps me monitor all my follow up, um, made it a goal like if we can't on an interview call um, it's really more of a two-way. It's like a date more than an interview. It's not a one-sided thing. I also want people to make sure it's a good fit for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can't send a referral or a reference or a tool or something after having a, a, an initial conversation, it's probably not a good fit anyway. So that's actually how we've been monitoring it after to give a call. Like I should be able to send them a recommendation or a referral to someone or an introduction and that's a good indicator if it's a good fit. That's kind of what we've been using. So that's sort of our goal with the interviews when we get on is make sure we can help virtually because so we know we'll be able to knock it out of the park when they show to that.
1: Absolutely. Adding value, adding value, adding value. Yeah. Love it. Okay, buddy. Well, I'll see you on the island. And that's babybathwater.com. And you guys have a call with Hollis. And uh, you'll see if you're a good fit. And I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Anything you want to say before we wrap up?
0: No, uh, I'm very happy to be here. I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to uh, to meeting more people from your your sphere of influence. Yeah.
1: All right. Listeners, thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our five, six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.